Welcome to the Legends and Magic Show, everyone. I am very excited to introduce our guest today. She's an amazing actress, stunt woman, stunt coordinator, and an overall force of nature. Not to mention, she's an amazing person. Welcome the legendary Zoe Bell, everybody. Hi. I was, I'm like waiting to get like the applause, but this, yeah, doesn't I, I, <laughs> I still need like an applause button. Or you something, need an applause you know? button. Yeah, exactly. Like a little band and music. That goes wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time to do this. Really appreciate it. Uh, My pleasure. Man, Thanks for having me. Oh, you got it. Um, and everything, yeah, it's been really crazy. I'm sure you've been doing things to keep busy. Um, I, I, I want to first say I love um, the the thing you – not too long ago you posted the, the boss bitch fight challenge. It was yeah. uh, super entertaining. Uh, what, what kind of brought that idea around for you? I mean, I certainly wasn't the first person to do it. I had, I'd seen it, you know, being having been a stunt woman for so many years, and that being the thing that people sort of know about me the most. I have a lot of people send me sort of stunt-inspired stuff. Oh, okay. Um, which, if, if I'm completely honest, I don't always give a shit about. You know, like it's like when someone's <laughs> like, you tell someone you like frogs, and then they buy you frog things for the rest of your life, and you're like, I like yeah. them, but they're not. Yeah. But no, I mean, this one was. Um, so I, I got sent a bunch of videos. One was an Aaron Tooney, Aaron Tooney's an um, American stunt guy, and he had oh, done right. one. I think he was the first guy to do it. And then there was another one that got picked up that was CUC is like a a, a college in France. Actually, I have to do a little oh, bit more okay. research because in my head it's a stunt school, but it may actually just be a, a real proper school with an amazing stunt gotcha. sort of okay. department. Um, but so I watched their video and they they just they did these dope things that I was like, fuck, that's cool. I want to go. But what I did notice is, uh, I I felt not in a political, emotional way, but I felt misrepresented yeah. or not represented. Like I was like, wait, there's like three pairs of tits in that whole video. Like <laughs> where am I? Where are my birds at? Like what's you know? And and it just hit me like maybe I maybe I ring a couple of my mates and see if we just do maybe we do an all girl awesome. one and it it wasn't a political m motivation at all right. it was or even a statement I was just like hey ladies what about yeah. this and yeah. everyone just responded the stunt girls the actors everyone just kind of awesome I don't know I, it was it was such a satisfying experience because everyone kind of went fuck yeah let's do that and I was That's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, you know. So that was the really, it, it, and I feel like it translates. Like when you watch it, it's not just a bunch of celebrities oh, yeah. and badass bitches kicking ass. There's kind of a, there's a an honesty and an authenticity and a joy in it. Yeah, totally. I feel like I totally, right? I totally got that. I mean, I have two daughters, uh, and and I mean that's the other thing. I I, I what I love about you um, and what you do and just your, just you, your, who you are and your personality. I think there was even a time, um, you know, when you're asked to do, uh, uh, you know, some, some interviews and things like that. And it's like, Oh, I gotta be like this perfect ideal, uh, person to fit. It's like, no, I'm, I'm going to be myself. And that's what, uh, passed off more. And I, that's what I got out uh, watching that. That's why I wanted to bring that. It was, it was so cool. Uh, so uh -huh. you guys do that. We even had, uh, Lauren, Mary Kim, who's another rock yeah. star, uh, on here, uh, recently. And, uh, it was it was just a lot of fun, and I, again, I think that's what's really needed right now too. Is that me too? And I think that's why it kind of took off. Like, I mean, a obviously amazing celebrity badass bitches and a whole screen of badass bitches unto themselves. Blah blah blah. But it was like yeah. 
the the feedback that made that touched me the most and that we got a lot of was stuff like man i was i've been really bummed in this time and you made this made my day you guys yes. made me laugh i watched it seven times and i feel cooler about myself and i want to go out i'm just like man to have that effect on people has got to be surely that's the end game right surely oh. That's the important shit. I mean, it would be nice if you could make money doing, <laughs> but yeah. you know, we're getting yeah. there. Getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> well, let's go into a, a little background. I mean, of course, uh, you're from New Zealand, um, yeah. which I, I my my father was there in the military, and he says, I mean, he's basically like, uh, you know, that's why you you exist. He didn't even think kids until he went there. So, you know, uh, just the nature nature there in general is awesome. Yeah. What was it like growing up? Because you were very outdoorsy and, and to you, that was just normal to, you know, can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it was sort of, uh, you know, people assume New Zealand outdoorsy means sort of like extreme sports and rafting and mountaineering and all of that kind of stuff, which of course it does. Yeah. Um, my experience was I was born on a tiny little island that's far less remote now than it was back then. Okay. Um, my dad was a doctor and my mum was a nurse and they ran a little surgery on the island. So not film oriented, not, you know, nothing flash. It was all very, there was no, I didn't see a movie in the theater until I was like, I don't know, until we moved to the mainland, but we would have like the town hall and they'd put a big sheet up and we'd fold out chairs and we'd, you know, they'd project the movie. And that was, I remember, I remember the first two movies I remember watching uh, um, uh, Wizard of Oz and um, Never Ending Story. And I, was just in love, like that fantasy sitting in a town hall oh, yeah. with a bunch of kids. It's just amazing. Um, but so what was the rest of your question? Where did I grow up growing up in the outdoorsy? So my outdoorsy was more like um, you and your friends or you and your brother once he was old enough, you know, you go out to the forest or go do whatever you need to do and be back before dark because then we need to feed you. And you know, so we would go and make tree huts and collect tadpoles. And so it was more, it was more like country outdoorsy than it was anything adventure my parents weren't massive into sports or okay no I mean we camped a lot and we did a lot of outdoor living because because that's just what's so available you know it would be like I'd walk out of my house and I'd cross a little dirt road and down the cliff to the beach and then I just had to go I couldn't go deeper than my hips without parents and then I had to be home before dark those are sort of the rules (laughs) Those are the rules. You know, yeah. there was an uh, interesting thing I saw. It was an interview you did, and uh, you went over. I thought it was a, a great advice and um, oh dear. important. <laughs> yeah, but it was uh, what your what what said, yeah, yeah. N- no hard hitting questions here, but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was what your dad said to you. I thought it was awesome when you were getting into uh, thinking about getting to like getting to the business, so to speak. Uh, can mm. you go over what, that, like what he, the advice he was kind of giving you on that phone call, so to speak? Oh, you mean when he locked me out, sort of locked me outside with the phone? Yeah. I don't mean to sound, make him sound like a taskmaster. He didn't really lock. I mean, he did. He literally locked me outside with the phone, but it wasn't like it was <laughs> snowing and I had bare feet and there was nothing mean about it. It was his basic theory that the way I remember it was the, the, the way that he worded it, that made it irrefutable to me. Like I couldn't, there was no arguing the logic, which is, I, I like to argue the yeah. logic. So <laughs> he got me, he got me cornered was basically if you make this phone call. So I had 
dad had come home with a phone number to like the stunt coordinator in New Zealand. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And what is a coordinator? And, you know, but my dad was basically like, you ring this person and you say, this is my history. This is what I'm, what I think I'm good at, which is very hard for Kiwis in general. But I, and I particularly find that difficult. I'm much better telling you the things I'm, I'm shit at. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh my ass off telling you about the things I'm terrible at. But, um, <laughs> But he was like, tell them what you're good at. Tell them why you think you would be good at it and why you want to do it. Because worst case scenario, he says no or he doesn't answer. And yeah. you wake up tomorrow exactly the way you woke up today, more or less, you know, with a day aid. That's awesome. um, or you make the phone call and you wake up tomorrow with stunt woman. But if you don't make the phone call, there's no option of the stunt woman. You, wow. you limit your options by by choosing to not make the phone call. And the only reason you're not making the phone call is because you're terrified, yeah. not right, because you don't want right. to do it. Like you want this thing. So are you going to let fear limit your choices and your options or are you just going to make that phone? And I was like, fuck, that's like, yeah. what about, how do you argue that? Like I can't have my dad make that phone call for me, which was my, yeah. Yeah. could you just call him, dad? Maybe you just call him, you know. He was like, yeah. I'm not calling him. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. It was it was sort of the like, you know, make the phone call and you've now got two options. You're going to wake up the same or you're going to wake up as a stunt woman. If you don't make the phone call, there is only, there is only the one. I was like, that, that, that's it's such a, it's such a, uh, it's simple, but it's such a profound thought. Cause yeah, if you don't even put yourself on the, the chessboard, so to speak of life or that area, what are you, what are you going to do? I, nothing. There's no nothing game. No, there's no game. game. But when did you first kind of like, hey, man, this is this is something I want to do. I want to get into that. Oh, uh, well, I didn't know. You know, there's the two types of ignorance, right? Like, well, actually, I think there's stupidity and there's ignorance. Ignorance is like you have yet to have learned something. Stupidity is okay. like even if yeah. even if the lesson came your way, you might not pick it yeah. up. You know, right? Um, so I was ignorant in a way, and I am stupid in many ways. You know, we all are. We all have our stupidity. Well, we all but, have it. Yeah, but it had just never occurred to me how movies were made or that, that humans made them. It was just, I just went to the little video store with my brother yeah. before him by myself and we got a video and we watched it and then we took it back and we got another one. And, you know, it didn't occur to me that there were humans behind the scenes and the, <laughs> okay. you know, I was like, maybe the video, the movie stalk just like. Dropped yeah, yeah. movies at the movie store, and then I watched them, and then that's how they go. Um, so when I it really wasn't until, which is why I preface it with the whole ignorance versus stupidity, because it okay. does make me sound a bit simple when I say that. I, I gotta it hear really yeah. Well, it really wasn't until I was I stopped doing gymnastics when I was like 16, I think 15, 16. Okay, you got and so I suddenly, yeah, yeah, I started doing gymnastics, I was quite late nine which is late because lots of lots of kids start when they're like four or five um and i got to about 15 16 and i just got tall and it was just like oh yeah it's just time to retire at some point gymnastics is not the thing that takes you through to your 50s you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. um no money was being made either just for the record um but but when i gave up i suddenly had sort of like 15 to 20 hours free because i was competitive right so it was oh, like a, okay it was full time and uh, not full time, but like a lot of time. Yeah. Um, I kind of was like, fuck, what do I do with all this spare time? At first I was like, yeah, I can hang out with my friends and I can do all those yeah. things that I couldn't do before. And then I just found myself like, 
what I've recognized in myself now is um, like a physical restlessness. If I'm not, if I don't oh, do a certain element of yeah. using my body and, and engaging with it, then yeah. I kind of get, I either get restless and then I get kind of a bit like, you know, flat. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't recognize at the time. I was just like, fuck yeah, I'm free. I've got like the scene. I can <laughs> hang out with my friends and I can do sleepovers and all of this stuff. And then I started getting a bit like, why do I feel like that I yeah. should be doing something? All right, you know. So the next closest thing that popped up for me was like some kind of martial art because I was like, I've seen it. Oh, okay. I'm fast. I've got some kind of, I'm not the, um, the nerd brain that gets fixated and fascinated and, and fanatical gotcha. about stuff. I wish I had that, but I was born with other attributes and not that one. And I wish I had more of that. That's one of my, I understand. Yeah. Do you know, you always like, if you got straight hair, you want curly hair. If you want you know, I'm like, okay, I've got these <laughs> things, but I wish I had a bit more of a nerd brain and you know, yeah. Yeah. but I was like, I've seen the martial arts and the stuff that I look at is like the same things that draw me to gymnastics kind of drew me to martial arts. And for awesome. me, it was like a, the execution of stuff using yeah. my whole body, my arms and my legs and the whole, um, and, and that element of performance, you know, like when, when you're doing carters and stuff, there's, there's I see, yeah. the joy of watching someone who's really fucking in it is it's palpable, all, yeah. right? Same with gymnastics. When someone's performing, you're like, even if technically they're not perfect, right? but they are loving it and there's energy coming out of communicating them. with that yeah i yeah. love that yeah exactly so i sort of picked up on the same thing with martial art and i i read a bunch you know i was looking through yellow pages and all the old school shit before the internet because i am that old but <laughs> like and i was interested in it's funny when i look back i was interested in, in like kung fu and aikido were the two that spoke to me the most Really? Okay. Having said that, trying to find the gyms for that near where I lived, and you know, I was like 16, 17, I didn't have yeah. a car and all of that kind of shit. So I just showed up to a Taekwondo class because it was the closest thing I could find. Oh, okay. And this speaks a lot to my personality as I was like, they were like, and if you want to sign up, Baba, and I was like, I'm doing it. I'm just going to sign up because if I don't sign up, I'll think about it or I'll have to do it. And then do it, it may not yeah. happen. And yeah. So it was Taekwondo and through that, this is, see, I told you I talk a lot. This is we'll a lot. Right? We love it. We love it. Yeah. So through that, I just committed because I was like, I'm in, I want to do it. I want to know how to break those bricks and I want to know how to, how to kick like that. And I want to know how to hover in the air like that guy. And I want to be able to, you know, like, yeah, I would so stay behind. Well, it appealed like, yeah, it's the execution of learning a skill. I was like, I, yeah. I recognized in hindsight, again, I've always recognized what my body was capable of. I didn't know that that's what was that's happening. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. looked at that and I was like, oh, fuck, I could, I can, if you teach me, I could probably figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exciting. There's certain sports that I was like, I'm not, that doesn't, that's not part of yeah. my, no, I'm probably not going to kick your ass at chess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could learn it, but it doesn't make me go. Oh, I get it. You know, yeah, I looked at my and I was like, I get it. My body, I get that. So that's that's the inspiration, right? So then I would stay behind and watch the black belts train because the white belts oh, cool. would train, and then they'd sure. all go home, and then the you know senior belts would train. And my parents would would totally down with. I'd be like, I'm gonna stay an extra two hours. They were like, Fucking great, because yeah. we've got life to do and things that you've got to feed your brother and you know. So I would stay behind and watch the black belts train. This is where I'm getting to actually answer your question. Yeah. Um, 
And I had made friends with a couple of the black belts. Sorry, what? I, I love that's why we do this, like all the background stuff, because we don't get to see that, especially when you're doing like, you know, like a press junket or something. It's like real, like, you know, you got to like answer this question and go to the next. But this is this is all the, the footnotes that we're wanting, you know? That, and yeah, yeah. So, Fuck the sound bites. This is all it. the shit in between. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so go for it. Yeah. So yeah. Th so this leads into it real quick, by the way, that's always yeah. fascinating because I talked to a lot of people who are not stuntmen and stunt women at this point, And it always surprised me coming from martial arts background. I always kind of th thought like they have a strong martial arts base, but most people actually interviewed that are stuntmen and stunt women uh, have a strong gymnastics start first. And that made well, sense. I... Cause you do. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 it's an interesting, because I've had a similar, especially females tend to come from gymnastics or dance or diving or, yeah. you know, ice skating or something. There's a bit more in the acrobatic world. Yeah. Um, but I think possibly because when you look back, it's a theory I've just kind of, I was percolating this the other day based on a conversation I had with another friend of mine that was like, you know, difference between new school, old school stunt people um, and sort of the approach like back in the day with westerns and this and barbarals and all that kind right. of shit, it was really about um, spatial awareness. Like if you're falling off a horse or if you're falling off a Got building it. or if you get that, you need to know where you are and you need to be able to eat shit. So you need to be kind of tough. You need to have spatial awareness. A lot of that is kind of in the gymnastic, acrobatic y kind of a world. The sort of the martial art grounding was for a long time predominantly sort of like in Hong Kong films. It wasn't in okay, Western yeah. films for a long time. So there was boxers. You would get a lot of people that were from boxing and females yeah. were from gymnastics. And that was kind of we. And then, you know, you'd try and teach the boys how to flip and the boys would teach you how to fight. And that was kind of, you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm totally oversimplifying, but I feel like. Oh, for sure. But now with like parkour and all of the martial arts, and I feel like Matrix just like bust the doors open oh, between the two the Eastern, yeah. Eastern, Western worlds. And now there's this conglomeration of, which honestly I put a lot of um, um, credit, I guess, into my me being of use to the industry when I first popped in was because I had a, a, a really deep history in gymnastics. And I had started in, in martial arts in a way that like a, a lot of women hadn't at that point. So I had that, that kind of apex combination gotcha, that yeah. was kind of an accident in the sense that I certainly didn't know that you could be a stunt person. I didn't really differentiate between stunt people and, and daredevils. So when people were like, oh, stunt people, I'm like, okay. ah, I don't know if you want to, I don't want to risk. I like being alive. I like yeah, being functional. Yeah. Yeah. So throwing myself off Niagara Falls in a box, I'm like, oh, come shoot me out of a cannon. I don't know. Like, Well, it was like a really I, good mix. You know, uh, we can even go into this. Uh, and like I said, on this show, I don't like to do things linear. I just think it's fucking boring. You know, mm. uh, just bounce around. Plus, and then stuff. you have to keep an eye on it and make sure you're coming back. Yeah. But fuck that. <laughs> yeah. We'll just go where my, we go. I got my DJ headset on anyway. So just. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. Um, but yeah, when you were a uh, Xena warrior princess, oh, uh, which, is, which is awesome, uh, series and, um, uh, man, mm. another legend with Lucy Lottis, uh, and you, you did a lot of white, you did everything in that. You did a little wire work. You did, uh, you know, kicking ass, uh, you know, what was your experience like working with her and what lessons that you had specifically working on set with, with her and the crew? Oh, she's amazing. Um, 
Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to pull all of that stuff apart based on the fact that that was my first real job. That was like my, I refer to it as Zeniversity. It was like my (laughs) tertiary education. And it was, it was my, you know, my friends were going to university at the same time that I was doing Zena and they were studying marketing or they were at med school or whatever. And they did approximately three or four years, depending on obviously what they were studying. And then we popped out, we all popped out the other end, like, all right, I guess now we go make careers out of it, you know, like, so it was all really similar. But for me, everything that I do today is somehow grounded in that experience as a a stunt performer, as an actor, as, as a director, as a producer, all of it has come from. I had never been on a set before. I didn't know what a set looked like. I was telling you, like I was raised by medical professions. Like I I was like, humans make movies. What the fuck? How does that, how do they do that? You know? So for me working with Lucy was, and not to get all hammy and ridiculous, but like honestly watching the way that she presented herself on set, how she respected the role that she played and, there's two sides of it for me. How she played Xena okay. is her as an actress, right? How she presented and and, and held herself as the lead within this oh, crew okay. yeah. is, is a different role again. Like she, here's the perfect example, right? So at the end of every year, and this maybe this was the first year because I remember being quite blown away by it. She thanked me by sending me and my boyfriend at the time on a trip. Like a, oh, wow. a long weekend in some resort somewhere, which was, you know, a little alien to me and yeah. very, very welcome. But I came back from that trip just like, oh, my God, I'm so grateful. And I took – I remember talking to my mum about it, and I was like, what's a really nice plant or something I can buy her? Yeah. And mum took me shopping. So I went and I bought – so I knocked on her trailer and I delivered this plant to say thank you for the trip because oh, cool. it was so wonderful. And she looked at me, the first words out of her mouth was like, Zoe, you don't, you don't get someone a thank you gift for a thank you gift yeah. like i gave you a thank you gift yeah. to say thank you and i was yeah. like yeah but i but i really appreciate you thanking me because it really means a lot we had a bit yeah. of that <laughs> no take backs yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and then she said she said which is kind of now what i realize is what i appreciate about her as she i ref, had that reflected back was she said you know, you do great work and you're a good stunt woman and all of that kind of shit, basically. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for that. But what I really recognize is I know what it is to be the lead on a set. Because uh, basically I, I was her on second unit. So she was Xena on right. main unit and I was Xena on second. I mean, again, oversimplifying, yeah. but, you know. And she said, and I know what that kind of responsibility is. She's like, if I turn up on set and I'm in a foul mood and I'm feeling really shitty and I'm being really rude to people, she's like, that shit filters out. So I'm aware of the pressure that is on me and the responsibility that I carry to be a good leader. Wow. No matter okay. what's going on for me. And I was like, I'm literally getting goosebumps yeah. right now. And I'm, and I'm <laughs> oh, not. Oh, this is awesome. Was, yeah. yeah, well, then she turned to me and she said, and I was like 7 to 18, no, 18, 19 at the time. Very mature 18, 19, yeah. but still yeah. fucking baby. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, right. Yeah. And she turned to me and she was like, and I have, I talk to people and I hear a lot because, of course, she does. And she was like, and I understand that you do that part of the job really well. And I just want you to recognize that that is a skill set and you should take that with you for life. And I was like, wow. Because like, yeah. it made so much sense to me. I got, I knew exactly what she meant. Not about me. 
mm-hmm. I knew what she meant about her. And when she put it on me, I kind of was like, holy fuck, I'm so glad yeah. I do that but well. And yeah, since yeah. then, I've been conscious of that. I was not conscious of it before, but it's like, wow, interesting. That's, I want to be that person as a producer. I want to be that person as a director. I want to yeah. be that person as an actor. Any place that I'm in, I want to be giving towards the team effort that is not just getting the content made, but is the right. experience that, they, especially on a TV show, if you're spending every fucking day with these people for every years, day, yeah. that is life. We all work towards that experience yeah, being yeah. a good one, you know. And it makes so much sense, and I think, uh, you know, again, how wise what, was she though? That's yeah, like fucking. Yeah. That's profound shit. That's like fucking oh, Buddha yeah, shit. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's amazing. You know, that's why we have. You know, that's why it's the Legends and Master Show, and have people like you on there, and and then you know, hear how you pick things up as you go along, and and I mean, and, and you yourself too. I mean, um, you know, there's a reason why people keep asking you to come back and work for, with me. Hmm. And, you know, it's, it's you and your character and how you carry yourself and all that. And, um, and we could segue that into this. So, so you had this, this is what I, I actually uh, loved about uh, you with um, you got uh, in, invited to do this mm-hmm. double dare, double dare uh, which was awesome. Again, it, it gives like a, you know, perspective on, you know, women in stunts. And again, that's a, a not an area that's really given as much daylight as it should. And you're just like, uh, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah go, go i mean story. i yeah i mean i think it speaks to a couple of things one yeah. uh sort of w- where i was at in my life and i was at the height of quite um sort of rebellious tomboy i don't want to be in the limelight i don't want to be i don't know that whole yeah. You know, it was quite a, but also, again, that ignorance or naivety that was, I I, so the lead up to that was I had done one article that was like a New Zealand fitness magazine. Oh, okay. And and the production had said, you know, will you do this interview thing? And I was like, all right. I mean, I don't know. Not not a fucking clue what that meant. (laughs) Like you go here and this person will sit down and ask you a bunch of questions and then they'll take some pictures and it'll go on magazine. I'm like, okay, cool didn't know it meant hair and makeup, didn't know any of that shit. Sat down with this journalist who was asking me, again, in hindsight, asking me very leading questions. Like, I need, this. she'd already created the article she wanted to write. And then she was just like looking for me to to fill it, you know. (laughs) She picked the wrong person and not because I was rebellious, just because I didn't, I, that was not my bag at all. So she was like, so tell me about your training regime. And I was like, this is, is terrible. But I was like, well, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but effectively um, I eat McDonald's at least five times a week. I smoke a pack of cigarettes every day or two. I drink heaps yeah. of fucking whiskey. Illicit <laughs> drugs definitely yeah. happen. Uh, yeah. Which bit do you want to know most about? And she was yeah. like, this is not yeah. where uh, I was hoping this would be. So she sort of did the like, so do you work out with your other, you know, stunt guys? I'm like, yeah, sometimes, and sometimes we do, that's boyfriend and dog. Yeah. Boyfriend oh, hey. and dog. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hear you because I've got the earphones. Yeah. Hi, Shelby. Oh, look at the little pooch. Yeah. Oh, Shelby. Hi, Shelby. Hi, Shelby. So good. Guest appearances um, on the show, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guest appearances, everybody. This guest appearance is going to be making my difference. 
Hey, best best guest appearance. Yeah. Um. So what was I talking about? So yeah. Oh yeah. So anyway, she basically was like, "Do you work out with your teammates?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, sometimes. Like if we're rehearsing something, sometimes is it before work? Yeah, sometimes it's before work. What time do you normally start work? Normally we start at seven. So these questions were all asked, and it got pieced together in such a way that when I read the article, it was like. Basically, she starts work at seven most mornings. She trains with the stunt guys before work, which implied I got up at four o'clock in the morning to train with the stunt guys before seven. And at breakfast, I eat eggs for energy. And I like all of the stuff that I was like, I had friends of mine calling me being like, Who's this? Did you just lie to this person? Like, I was (laughs) like, No, I didn't. She took, and all my words were in there. But they had taken certain like I mean wow. the perfect example of my first experience was, and ironically they did it and painted me as looking like a total fucking machine and a total <laughs> consummate <laughs> professional, yeah. and I was pissed because I was like that's that's just not true yes. you know. <laughs> so when someone rang and was like this American producer director wants to do a documentary about you, I was like I am the wrong person <laughs> because it's all good and well you can take my words and reconfigure them in print. Right. But if you've got a camera on me, (laughs) like either I'm going to have to lie or you've got some serious editing in front of you. And I, so that was kind of where the, well, that was the other great thing about, that's why I love about it. It's like, uh, cause there is a, a sort of public image and people get really crazy and sometimes psychotic about it and unhealthy about it even. And it's like, uh, no, be you, Break the mold, make your own mold, and uh, that's more than okay. That's that's what you know. That's inspiring a whole other group of people that are, are more like that. You know, we had a guy who was a, a I saw he was a martial artist. He he had his jet lag. He was he had a big pot belly, smoking cigarettes, and he's doing muay thai, <laughs> just kicking the shit out of everybody. They can't even keep out the guy because he trained in Thailand, and that's how they train. Because you know, in, in self defense, you're probably not totally like awake and energized is you probably half in the bag and got it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you just got smart to someone cause you've had too many beers and now yeah. you have to defend yourself. <laughs> it's like, Oh, um, let's go in, let's go in with that. Cause that kind of segued into, uh, this amazing movie kill bill, uh, or I should mm. say movies. Uh, what was it like? Uh, first of all, getting approached by Quentin Tarantino at the time, like, uh, what, like, this guy wants me to get in this. This is crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was because of Double Dare. So we were doing yeah. that documentary, and then it's all kind. Of, certain things are crystal clear, but the kind of all the connective tissue was a bit hazy at this point. That's a long time ago now. Yeah. yeah. Um. But so I was over there due to Double Dare, and the timing was such that the auditions for Kill Bill was happening, and I think it was like Charlie's Angels whichever oh, okay. one and a couple of other things were happening at the same time. So a lot of the women, stunt women that would have normally been up for these roles were a lot of them were busy. Oh, that I got already it. working. Interesting. So there was a shortage of, basically there was a shortage of tall white women that could fight. Okay. And then I rolled and I'm like, yeah. hi, I'm from <laughs> New Zealand. You know? So it kind of came around that I ended up at that audition. I, like I went to the audition I don't think I'd ever auditioned in New Zealand because it's sort of the market at the time was small. It was like, if you need a stunt girl yeah. who can fight and flip, that's over six, five, six. Right. 
then there's me and one other girl, you know. Yeah, right. And if you need yeah. someone who's shorter, there's like men and one other girl. That's kind of the. Gotcha. So to go to the audition, I was like, I don't. What is this even? Yeah. I mean, I look, again hindsight, man. Twenty twenty. But oh, yeah. Rolled Great. up to this thing just like, wow. Well, I'm just gonna put all my shit on the line and see what see what happens, you know. And I actually thoroughly enjoyed myself, which awesome. That's the key. Yeah. Ah, well, after that though, like once you know what an audition is and you understand the pressure and the responsibility and the weight, because right. it, and here's the here's why I got to enjoy that audition. It never in a million years occurred to me that I was qualified in the way that I needed to be to earn that job. Oh, oh so I went in wow. zero pressure because I was like, I'm going to go home and yeah. people are going to buy me beer. Because I auditioned for a Tarantino movie. That's yeah. what that's going to look like. <laughs> so I was already winning, you know. So it never yeah. occurred to me. I didn't have, I mean, I had performance anxiety the way that I would always, but I didn't have like, oh my God, what if, and if I don't get the job and this is my career? My, wow, okay. I, the big picture of it was not hanging over my head at all, which it subsequently then did. And I'm constantly trying to find a way to access how I was feeling in that audition moving forward. Like, how do I get it so that I'm I'm not standing here waiting to lose something. I'm standing right. here to either continue or get better. That's it. Cause it's a, that's a great attitude to have. That's, that's amazing. It's yeah. tricky. It's fucking hard. You have to do it. You have to consciously, I have to consciously like put a perspective on like, because it's not my natural perspective. <laughs> my natural perspective now is like, fuck, I'm going to lose it. And then that's going to be, and it could have been this whole, you know, you start living into this reality that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist until it exists. So you're really right. not losing anything. It's true. I, and what, what's it like? Uh, I mean, he's a, a genius. I love how like Quentin Tarantino, what I love about him and his, his interviews and movies as him as a person is, I mean, he's for movies. He's, he's just really, nerdy about it which makes him know every nook and cranny and you know it's just uh, unbelievable what's it like working with him is it crazy it, it makes me feel stupid every <laughs> second of every day <laughs> like, <laughs> like clueless like just lacking in a general education of film and everything that came before because he just knows it all he i mean one of the first conversations i remember him having with me like about film was about film in New Zealand. And I mean, dating back to like before I, you know. Oh, yeah. Again, not raised as a film buff. Yeah. I was like, wait, we made movies in New Zealand in <laughs> the 60s? Really? You know, and of course Shit, now I know. On me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and he would know. He said, um, which one was it? It wasn't Angel at my table. It was another one that I actually did know and, and another one that I didn't know, which is like, oh, fuck, now I have to look it up. It was, no, no, way before that, like a woman with a talking car. It was like a horror film, and it, and it's actually a classic. And now I'm spacing because I'm under pressure. Um, but he was like, you know, this movie is one of my favorites. And he was like, and the DP on it. I was like, how the fuck do yeah. you know a movie that was made in New Zealand in '60, whatever the hell? Yeah. And you know the DP, who's probably not. I mean, I don't know. Now I'm being offensive to the DP, but like, yeah. That's New Zealand film industry was tiny and so not yeah. international back then, like pre-internet, pre-international flights being actually affordable, pre, right. you know, all of that stuff. And yeah. Quentin just knew like the AD's name. I'm like, what? 
Yeah, How like, am I ever going to keep up with that? I can't. Yeah. I can kick you in the head. Yeah, that, that, you can't kick me in the head. So we're now yeah. we're even. If you can answer the question, <laughs> this question before you get kicked in the face. Yeah, Good on you. Exactly. Good on you. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that was amazing. And you had a lot of. Uh, well, you had quite a bit of experience with why I work on Xena. You actually had a really bad uh, uh, injury, I, I believe, with the back mm. with that. Yeah. And you um, and you actually learned something really interesting off of that too. Like uh, the value of, of uh, you know, off that injury. Like, uh, of course, we all want to go back or even with the coronavirus stuff going on, all the craziness. Like, hey, we we want to open up our school or our academy and, and start doing jujitsu again. But like, you know, there's 50-50 people some people think this is that's a good idea. A lot of people think it's a oh, bad idea. You know, yeah. what was it like for you coming out of that injury, getting in back into wire work again, or just back on set like that? Okay, the first one, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, sorry, the, yeah, my low back injury. Well, yeah. it was uh, so when I when the injury happened, the first thought, literally, the first thought I remember having was, "Fuck, what if I can't work again?" Yeah. Then, as they were lowering me down and my feet hit the ground and started to buckle and I couldn't feel oh, them, man. the next thought was, fuck, work, what if I can't walk again? And that was the first oh, time nightmare. those two things had been married. So I, I loved my work. I loved the identity of being a stunt woman. I loved my team. I loved the collab. I loved all of that stuff. Uh, and the code of like, don't tell people when you're in pain, and the whole, you know, all of that shit that goes with it. Yeah. The I had been so indoctrinated in that myself, not saying like I had been, yeah, that had been done to me. That the first thought was, what if I can't work again? And the Man. then recognizing that if the only way I couldn't work again would be if I couldn't walk again, and that meant, what if I can't live life with my body functioning oh. the way it does? And that was like a. That thought had never crossed my mind because I was 19. I was fucking invincible. You know, well, I'm like yeah. flying off shit, getting paid to like beat up multiple dudes at the time. I'm like, I think good. I got this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then I was like, fuck, if I can't work again, the only way I can't work again is if I can't walk again. And if I can't walk again, I can't pick my brother up. I can't right. take my cat. I can't feed my cats. I can't like go to my mum and dad's bedroom on Christmas morning. I can't, like all of those things were like. It's a reality uh, check. I, mortality. It was really like, I'm not invincible. Like I can be broken. And that was um, quite a hefty realization. The next one was to, to answer the, I love that I answered your question like half an hour after you asked go, it. Go for it. <laughs> but was me going, I, like even when I first did it, I when I couldn't feel my legs, all of the shit was running through my head, and the um, medic came over, Marty. I can still remember, ran over and he was like, "Don't move!" And I was like, "I got to get up." He's like, "Don't move, just sit for a minute, breathe, have some of this water," and he gave me some Advil and some other shit. And about you know five minutes later, he was like, "Okay, I want to see. I want you to try and stand up." And I was fucking terrified because I was like, "If I try and stand up, and if I can't." my that's my oh, yeah. whole that's everything it. yeah wow and i went to stand up check. and my legs just engaged and worked and i was like fuck hey, yeah all right yeah. let's do it again thank god <laughs> let's, let's do it again oh you were like, ready to go back into it oh because i was suddenly like oh, fuck all that shit like all that yeah <laughs> reality that was scaring me i can hey, ignore it again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I I mean, invincible. let's fucking do it and he was like sit the fuck down 
<laughs> shut the fuck up. And he called it and he basically production moved on to something else. I laid there and got iced and what have you. Took me to the emergency room, found out that they'd fr- I'd fractured whatever the blah, blah, blah. I was on rest. Yeah. Yeah, what's I that? I was on yeah. rest. Yeah. <laughs> right. So then I got the first day I was back at work because I went back way too early. Of course I did. We were doing a fight um, in some little you know shack and one of the guys has to break a chair over my back. And I was God. like, rudimentary, right? Yeah, hey, that's a fucking breakaway. It's fine. I was like, I'll put in two back pads if it makes people happy. If it makes people happy, as if I was doing it because it would make other yeah. people less right. yeah. concerned, you know. So I put on two back pads, which I was already like, like for pansies, who does two back pads? People who want to stay walking yeah, do right. shit like that. Smart yeah. people do shit like that. I was like, mm-hmm, you know. Yeah, whatever. Put two pads in. They smashed my the chair over my spine, over my back, but I felt it in my spine, and it dropped me. It was just like, oh. boom, tears, like involuntary tears rolling out of my face. Oh, couldn't, no. couldn't, couldn't breathe. And my Jeez. second unit director, Paul Grinder, came up to me, like once I had kind of composed myself a little yeah. bit. <laughs> he came up to me and was like, look, here's the thing. You are important to us. We love having you around. You're a talent. You're half of Xena, blah, blah, whatever the ego needs to hear. Right. But you are no but you are no good to us broken. That's and that was the lesson. I was like, Yeah, that was so interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've had uh, my own occurrence. I had one point uh, you know, you know, uh doing jujitsu and uh, going going hard and uh some guy a, a thumb went in my eye and touched my brain oh. basically. <laughs> I heard, heard a, pop a bit of and a scratch. Yeah, I was like, let me take you know, take one one five minute round off, and then I'll get yep. right back out there for the guys, and because everybody wants to wrestle with coach, right? And uh, I'm getting ready to go back out, which is stupid. Yep. <laughs> and, and then uh, one of my friends looked I at me. I know that's stupid. He's like, oh, I was like, okay, maybe I should go. <laughs> when other people yeah. are saying stuff, I'm like, okay, maybe I should ch- chill oh, out. Yeah, here. but yeah, that's the lesson, and and it, you know, it goes in, without saying for anything else. And I I thought it was amazing, but then you know, once you heal up, getting back out there and, and rock and roll again. And, and another amazing movie I thought, and it goes back to a Quentin Tarantino movie, of course, here is um, it, it really also got to show not just your, your uh, amazing performance as uh, stunts and stuff, but your, your acting chops too. And that's with mm-hmm. death proof. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to mention. Oh, that's such a cute picture. Yeah, Quentin being Quentin and everybody being themselves in that one. Actually, oh, right? that's cute. Sorry. I was all up and close watching yeah. it. Looking at it. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, it, you got to be not only in a movie here and act more uh, and you're in a, you know, Kurt Russell is one of my all time, uh-huh. all time favorite actors. He's what's it like working with him? And man, what was it like being on that, the roof of that car? Cause that was absolutely intense. <laughs> um. I mean, yeah, everything about that experience was intense. But the irony for me was having a camera in front of me and on my face was by far the most intense thing for of you. that experience. Uh, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, but being on the car, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, are you still there? Can I just yeah, yeah we're here. Oh, yay. Um, being on the car is sort of a perfect analogy of, I would say pro- I would say a lot of stunt people's approach, but I don't know that, so I can only speak for myself. But is the sense of sort of figuring out all the logistics, 
doing enough rehearsal or prep that you trust your equipment and the people involved in your team and, you know, all right. that kind of stuff. And then it literally becomes about, for me, it becomes about the performance and the um, sort of the articulating of it. Oh, okay. So it's more like my anxiety is more like, fuck, I hope I get it right. Not fuck, I hope I don't die. Like if I'm in <laughs> hope I don't die, I haven't done the prep I needed to do because it should be, even though I, I mean, look, in that sequence, if something terrible happened and the car I was on flipped, I probably wouldn't come out that good. Right. <laughs> like, let's, let's be honest. Right. But but that's not – if I'm thinking about that the whole time, then none of us have done our job properly. You know right. what I mean? Good that's, point. Great point. And the same with, like, I mean, Tracy, bless her, cotton socks, Tracy Dashnor, who yeah. um, was driving the car that I was on. Yeah. Like, she was – so she Tracy Dashnor was doubling Tracy Tom's. But Tracy yeah. Toms plays the character and Tracy Dashnell was doubling her. Yeah. So she was the one, she was the one carrying the fear, right? And we didn't have this conversation for a couple of months afterwards when she was, I said something like, do you know what? I just want to say, I'd said thank you all the time, but yeah. had a chat and she was like, I didn't want to say anything while we're shooting, but <laughs> pretty sure you made me gray. I was like, what are you talking <laughs> about? And she was like, well, oh, yeah. you know how you felt pretty comfortable out there? I was like, yeah. She's like, I was shitting my pants the whole because of course I'm handing my I'm handing responsibility over to someone else and if I trust I that see. person and I trust the materials and the, uh, sorry the materials the equipment that's part of my job is to get to a point where I can hand that trust over if I don't trust it I need to keep prepping until I trust we trust that it. makes sense okay <clears throat> her on the other hand she can trust me and we did. Right. But at the end of the day, she's like, I'm driving and you're throwing yourself around the car and she's like effectively trying to catch me. You know, she's like, if something went wrong, I'm wearing that. So she was carrying it's a whole different Oh she's yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that's and I'm often that role if I'm opposite another actor, if let's just keep it simple, like for a fight, if I'm doubling, let's say Xena. Yeah. I'm doubling Lucy. So I'm Lucy opposite Kevin Smith, who played Aries, let's say. Had so much fun opposite of yeah. that guy. What an amazing man he was. But yeah. um, he, if we're fighting, it's his safety is my responsibility. So he gets to like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm enjoying the fight and I'm doing this thing and I'm, you know, and I'm like, just the responsibility is in in my head. So there was actually a little oh, wow. bit of freedom okay. with with that death proof char, uh, car sequence where I got to kind of hand it over a little bit, which was perfect as. As I was acting, I did actually need to be able to engage in the emotional side of it more than the right. technical side of it. You focused on that more. I never would have thought yeah. of that that side of things. You know, again, that's why we. I know. You, we have right. This. Because yeah. yeah, you're thinking like like oh, she's going to be like crap in her pants. No, the other the other person's crap in her pants. And you're yeah, you're doing your performance. How long? Did, um, I mean, how fast were you guys actually going? I mean, the look pretty pretty good. We, I guess now we can't get in trouble because it's all happened, but there, <laughs> there was an agreement. <laughs> there was an agreement don't, with, don't the get yourself insurance, in trouble. with the insurance company. I think the max was like, we wouldn't go faster than 60 miles or something. Yeah, I was going to say about, it looked, I mean, the road is, sometimes you could tell. It's like, oh, they're going like 30 and yeah. <laughs> we, there was no, there was no speedo in the car and that was a Tracy request which is I get it because she's like, as a professional, I need, and I get it. I'm not yeah. a car girl, but I get it. It's like, I need to be reading. I need my instincts to be what I'm leaning on. If I'm leaning on 
technology and information coming in, then I'm I'm not leaning on my my greatest uh, strength. So for sense. Tracy, she was like, I don't want to be looking at the speedo and worrying about my speed. I need to be watching Zoe yeah. and Kurt's car, and that's what that it's does. More organic so that, that way. It makes so much yeah. more sense. Well, and I think it's it's that's someone who says that shit. That's yeah. the person you want in that car, you know? Yeah. And so we, so the speedo was taken out. We took the speedo out of the car, <laughs> but there was one time. And I think it was when I was on the front of the car facing outwards. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bugs, bugs feel like bullets when you're going <laughs> past that way. <laughs> that's crazy. But Jeff, Jeff Dashnell, who's a stunt coordinator came up at the end of the take and like pulled Tracy aside and they had a little bit of a word. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? I want to know. Like, you know, and he was like, well, we kind of, the camera car and the follow car clocked us at 90 and we can't oh. be doing that. So yeah, oh, we were man. going, we were going proper, proper yeah. speed. <laughs> That's awesome. Proper speed. Yeah. You're like, get, let's gun this shit. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, me and Tracy were like, oh, no, were we? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> secret high fives. Yeah. yeah. And for, mm -hmm. for the acting side of things, did you, I, I don't, I don't know if I ever heard this or anything, but did you ever get into acting like lessons or just being a set around all that talent was uh, the lesson? Um, I asked Quentin early on, cause I, I was terrified of, of stepping into, wasn't terrified of stepping into the role. Once we talked it through and especially once he talked me through ship's mast and all that kind of stuff. And I was playing myself. I, but I had never acted and I was I was really worried or anxious about um it wasn't like I thought about whether I was gonna look like a dick or 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 fail. It was more like I don't I don't wanna be the girl who fucks up a Tarantino movie. Like he makes <laughs> such good movies. Like yeah. I don't I don't wanna be the weak link, you right. know. And I had said that to him and he basically, I'm slightly paraphrasing. I might actually just be quoting, but I, it's a long time ago. He basically looked at me and was like, um, I'm Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. I don't make bad casting decisions. Yeah. I know what I want from you. Um, and as long as you learn your script backwards, yeah. I know, I know I can get it. I was like, awesome. All right. Like he, he instructed me, he asked me, to not take acting lessons because he was like, I know oh. what I need from you and I know how to awesome. get it. I don't want you turning up on set and being all like, oh, hey, because he's like, what I want from you is who you are. And I know that how to get sense. that. Yeah, so you that have to trust sense. me. And I was like, all right, bro. I will learn my lines inside out. And back. I knew everybody's lines, even the, you know, the first half wow. of the movie that I'm not even in, I knew the whole fucking lot. Oh, awesome. whole lot. I, I, I imagine like <clears throat> to me, I would, I've never acted, but I imagine like half the battle is the, you know, memorize it and then you can make it your own and, you know, have the to memorize it. Yeah. Well, and I did say to him, I was like, okay, look, well, give me some like athlete advice. Like, how do I get my, how do I get those bits that I need, like learning dialogue? And he said, get a dick phone and do all the offline. Oh. So I recorded, I don't know how many different, I wish I'd, fuck, that would be awesome if I'd kept some of that. Yeah, yeah. all the offlines of Everett me being Tracy. I was pulling all the like, mm, no, I didn't. You know, like terrible. I had my mum doing all my offline. I had my dad. Any anyone oh, I could do offlines with me. Yeah. My mum is. She passed away. Uh, oh, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, very, very, very sad. But um, she was quite small and very British, 
and um, I had her playing Tracy's role. So oh, she was like oh, dropping man. in bombs. <laughs> it oh, was awesome. And such good practice for me to stay in character whilst my mum was like, in mm, scene. Yeah. I just, you know, I was just like, this is amazing. So yeah, I, 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 just, I just involved everybody. In. I could stay in, in character with that. I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, yeah. By the way, you're not super rushed on time right now. Are we good? No, we're good. Oh, awesome. shit. Has it been that long already? Yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're good. I don't want to take too much of your time. I got a, little, a couple more things I want to bring up, of course. Go. Uh, Do it. I mean, we, we could go as long as you like, actually, but, uh, but I, you know, I respect your time. Um, yeah, that acting goes in. This was um, a heartbreaker for many fans, including myself. Um, number one, it was such a short role, but it was uh, it really uh, helped sell the movie. Know. You know, where I'm, probably know where I'm going. I know, I know where you're going now. Yeah, this character was was <laughs> this character was too sweet of a character uh. to go out the way she did. Oh no, they're gonna they're gonna kill her. They're gonna yeah. kill her. And then you know, <laughs> um, Mike Manson, what a bastard. Oh, <laughs> a really good good bastard. At least he didn't cut your ear off. So uh, <laughs> true. <laughs> He just shot um, me and like dumped me in a well. <laughs> no biggie. No biggie. But yeah, you're acting um, in, each, in each of the movies. It progressively got better and better. And another mm. amazing movie that people should check out if you have <sighs> it. Ways. I love that movie. Is that bad that I love that movie? Oh, that it I'm was in? so good. And and not to mention, you know, the acting shots, but the the, the action, the story. Another gut wrencher. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but definitely check that movie out. Do you, for you on your side of things, do you? Do you have a? Do you want to do like the acting side a bit more, or do you like the stunt side, the stunt coordinating side? Do you have, a, or, or do you just love doing everything? <clears throat> well, it's been quite a journey. Um, you know, like when after Death Proof, I was really aware that I had sort of a ticket that a lot of people wanted that I had not asked for, but I knew it was like if you didn't know, if you didn't really give a shit about Willy Wonka, but you got the golden ticket, you're like. Do some yeah. shit with this, you know, like, and not to say I didn't want it. I just it hadn't been my driving. I it, it had never been my intention to be an actor. I had loved the idea, and I've always loved performing okay. and storytelling. But it was terrifying. So anyway, when that came up, um, I had to make. I decided to make some really conscious decisions to turn down stunt work because if if there was the option of stunt work and acting, stunt work was way more comfortable and and less stretching and less scary oh yeah it makes sense yeah yeah so i was like i have to say no to my comfort zone so i can explore this sort of this i don't know this path that until quentin like beat the plants out of the way i didn't even see it as a path so then he was like cleared the path and i was like that looks fucking terrifying <laughs> that looks that's way more comfortable but i get so I made conscious decisions to get into acting. Acting, the, the the actual act of acting, I grew to really, really enjoy. Awesome, um, yeah. Being an actor in Hollywood, being an actress in Hollywood when you're already basically 30. Yeah. I'm now 40, so fuck 30. Yeah. 40 is awesome. Yeah. But, but at the time, it's like you're not the ingenue, you're not established, everyone. And it was a little bit before women in action was like, an actual thing rather than just like a fad yeah. like look female action you're like fuck off it's not female action it's just action with a woman right. doing the well, like like, that. well you're a pioneer of that i mean honestly like uh um, yeah. you know you can't to your own horn, horn that's what i'm here for uh <laughs> <'cause> honestly, <laughs> that's, what, that's what's so badass about you honestly like 
um, because you didn't see much of that and you were a major pioneer of that and it gave more light to others and, and vice versa. And now you do see more of that now. Now it's not, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what to call it now. It's like, because the general term is stunt man and stunt woman. And the only reason why I put any in order is alphabeticalized. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but right, right. No, I just say stunt person or, cause that's really honestly at the end of the day, what it is. You're, it doesn't matter if you, everybody's going out there doing the stunts and honestly, the, the girls are kicking more ass than the guys these days. So, um, well, we yeah. go, we've always said, and I don't know if it's a New Zealand thing as much, but we've always referred to ourselves as stunties. And then that just deletes boobs or balls from the equation. You're just the stunty, that's just, you know, yeah. um, but it's kind of an interesting, so I, like for me, the acting thing became, I loved acting. I didn't love being an actor in, in the industry because it was a whole different yeah. idea. I really struggled with, um, people being like, Oh, you're just a stunt woman who, who, who talks. I'm like, what? No, I mean, you get an actor who does her own stunts. You think it's amazing. You get a stunt woman who can do her own dialogue and somehow it's not, but, but I didn't, ironically, I didn't have the balls to be like, fuck you, watch me do this. I was like, Oh no, you're right. Maybe I should say my, so it's been a really interesting, interesting. Yeah. Like the kind of fearlessness that people would have expected from me, I'm sure that I didn't have. And then I felt bad about not being fearless and I felt like I was failing people, you know, all of yeah. those very, very human things. Yeah. Um, I would say in the last, you know, five years, professionally speaking, I got to a point where I was like, actually, I'm kind of, I want to do this acting thing again because I don't need it now. I'm not trying to make it as an actor. I'm like coordinating, I'm directing, I'm doing all these other things. Yeah. But I love the acting. So I'm now I've got this really powerful place to come from, which is awesome. Kind of like, you know what it's like? good come around zoe high five yeah it's like walking into the tarantino audition with nothing to lose like i don't my nice, identity nice segue, yeah yeah we should do that on purpose more often <laughs> but i'm not i don't need acting to be my identity i don't need to be a famous actor to feel worthy anymore now i just want to act because i fucking love it and there's yeah. cool yeah. roles out there for women now that are like oh, meeting yeah. and emotional and involve action and you know all of that kind of stuff so that's been dope. Coordinating once upon a time was the first time I I yeah. stepped into that role. We can go go into that a little bit. Yeah, get get into yeah. the that that. First of all, Ooh, such, a, such a badass movie. Um, and I love the concept. You really felt like you were in that era. It was fucking crazy. I'm I'm watching the yeah. movie. Um, Don't you wish you were in it now? You're like that era was the dopest. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I, and I love the whole thing. Anyways, what was it like? Yeah, getting into the coordinating side because, yeah, uh, like you said, you're. I got change hats here. I got a. No, for me, I'm like fuck yeah. I'll just I'll jump off this building or whatever. Now I gotta like okay, I gotta make sure everything's good. Do all the homework so everybody's safe. What was what was that switch like for you? Um, it was a really. It was one I was really aware of. Um, the 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 and the, I, yeah, interesting to put into words. So. Having been a stunt person since I was a teenager, yeah, real idea, and I think a lot of stunt people would would relate to this, and maybe it applies across the board of all different um, job descriptions. But there's a real identity involved in it. It's not just like you show up, you do your work, and you go home, and yeah. you are you live your life. It's like you are your life is so those two things are so intertwined. And especially for me on a Tarantino set that I had, I'd been on all of those sets since I was 22, like every set since 
Kill yeah. Bill had been on in one way, shape, or form. So it's like family. There's also all those like spoken and unspoken expectations and agreements that you like. You play this role and you are this person to the. And I was always like the baby stunt girl from New Zealand <laughs> that was right. growing up in the world and everyone got to be proud of. And then I and then I was stepping in as head of department. And the two the two different things were whether I felt qualified and I felt comfortable and I felt confident. That's one, right? Yeah. And I got to that place. I surrounded myself with a team and I figured it all out and I did all the prep where I was like, even if I doubt myself every step of this way, I actually know I've got this. Like, and if I, yeah. and I, yeah. that's my approach to a lot of work. There's times if I'm physically performing or whatever that I might be like, fuck, if I fuck this up, I'm going to hurt myself. But right. if, underneath it all, I know I've done the work that the chance you know what i mean yeah so i had got to that place but the second part of it is my relationship to all the key players that i've known for 20 years i'm not that i'm not the little girl from new zealand anymore like i'm i'm boss lady now like and (laughs) i have to own i have to own that and i have to expect that you will respect that back and it took and it's not that they didn't at all but it's they, a shift. they it's a shift yeah 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 and i think a lot of them were like i've been waiting for this shit to happen for years like you've been <laughs> you know yeah like you do with the little the little kid sister or whatever yeah. but there was some of it for me that i struggled with that i was bummed about amongst all the stuff that i was stoked and proud of was the thing that tripped me up like you were saying is is when quentin's like i see this and i want that and instead of me yeah. being like Fuck yeah, I'll go do it. I was right. like, do you know what? Let me work on that and get back to you. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> because there was this whole other, and it took me a little, it took me a little while to learn. And actually Quentin taught me a really valuable lesson. At one point I walked in, he had asked me, we were talking about this one particular requirement and the thing that he had wanted had become unavailable. So I was like supplying some other options. Oh, okay. And I had like five different options, two of which were definite, three were still pending, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I walked in and I kind of had, it was early, early before we'd even started shooting. It was in prep and I'd never really gone through prep as a head of department. So I was a bit like, you know, and I basically said to him, I was like, well, I've called this person and this person and this person, this person's getting back to me and this person. And he looked at me and he was like, well, why are you coming to me now? Don't make me do the work. You do the work and bring it to me when the work's done. And I was like, no, no, you're right. And he's like, but this is fine. What you can say to me is walk in and be like, this is what I'm doing. I want to bring it back to you when I've got this. Interesting. And I was like, that's fucking genius. Because now I've carved out a time for myself that I need to get to achieve this goal. Yeah. I've relieved him of any responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't given him any expectations. It's except for I will get it done. And I was like, Instead of being like, just so you know, I am doing stuff. And I was kind of in a trying to prove to him that I was capable. He's like, I know yeah. you're capable. Yeah. You awesome. need to know wow. you're capable. And just tell me you're capable and tell me when you're going to give me what I need. And I was yeah. like, fucking yeah. It's, it's simple. And, and man, yeah, he's he's so badass. Uh, Turns out he's a genius. Who knew? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would never have guessed. <laughs> uh, that's so awesome and yeah and not to mention you've been in, in a bunch of other things as well um i wanted to bring this up too because you got to work with uh, a, a fellow countryman so to speak uh, in uh taika watiti um, and another another 
genius director and everything. What was it like? Uh, I mean, man, that guy's, he's just hilarious too. What's it like working with him on set and stuff? Amazing. I mean, he, you know, I have been friends with Taika for years, probably became close on um, Thor, but I've known him for years. New Zealand, the industry is like, I don't mean to sort of back up the theory and the myth that we all know each other, but there's a little bit of that going on. You know? Okay. Okay. Um, so I definitely, I had a history with Taika. It was like his first huge studio film. Uh, I also, Ben Cook, who was the second unit director and stunt coordinator on that movie was one of the guy, one of my best friends and brothers from Xena days. It was close okay. to home. So it was just everything about it was like, fuck, if I can be in support of fellow countrymen, friends and and people whose visions I love. Like I have loved Taika's movies. Oh yeah. And his voice since it's, two cars one night. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. he's got such a like so anyway, everything about it was exciting. And then the thought that I would be not even doubling Kate as much as working with Kate. Because at this point I was yeah. like, I think it can be fun. You know, so I was yeah. like, I want to absorb that. And it was one of the most sort of emotionally satisfying jobs and also terrifying because I had not – before Thor, it had been about – I can't remember. I'd have to actually work it out. But I think it had been like eight years since I'd performed as a okay. stunt person because I'd been acting and I was well, oh, yeah, directing yeah. and yeah. producing and blah, blah. So I walked onto that set like mm, – yeah. <laughs> my, my, my body was like – this is cute. I know yeah. you think I can do all this shit still, but I'm yeah. like in my thirties. So yeah. you're going to have to, I had to train. I lost weight on purpose for the first time for a job, not wow. because I needed to get skinnier to double Kate because she, I mean, because not because she's not in great shape, but because right. I was wearing basically, you know, CGI pajamas the whole time. So it really right. didn't, I could have been a fat bastard and it would have been fine except for I had to, I was doing all this acrobatic stuff in the wires and yeah. I recognize that when I'm lighter, there's just less stress on my joints. So I literally exactly. lost yeah. weight to, to avoid injury. I was like, yeah. if I'm, cause my body can do it. It's in, it's in my blood, how to, how to move in the wires. Yeah. But if I'm like dragging a thigh, that's like, you know, <laughs> 50 pounds of thigh and this poor little joint's like, you know, <laughs> I, I, so I, know, the, I know the feeling. Yeah. Oh yeah. When there's drag, you're like, mm, yeah, mm, I'm gonna, yeah. My mind gets stronger, more flexible, and maybe a little bit lighter for that. <laughs> get back to get back to the acting, and hey, throw me a margarita while you're at it. Yes, seriously. It's, a, it's summer. It's, Wait, summer if it's dialogue. A can I just have a cheeseburger? Great. Yeah, that, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, we actually. Uh, I think you worked with. Um, uh, Thor's, uh, or I say Thor, <laughs> I think I'm going to start. Chris Hensworth, uh, Chris Hensworth, he's amazing by himself, but uh, Bobby Hanlon was on the show and man, that guy's like, works out like crazy. He's like, I got to do the key with Chris. Guy's always ripped. He's not, he is, he is my nemesis. He's not, we're like, we're like, we may as well be fucking siblings, but he's my nemesis because he is exactly, he, he's the antithesis of what I am when he's like, do you know what? I gotta get in shape, so I'm gonna. He goes into work like four hours early. Like he doesn't yeah. eat. Cheap. I'm like, fuck you, bro. You're making me feel bad. Like go. What is you? Go away. Yeah. But then of course <laughs> he looks like the god of war. I'm like, all right. <clears throat> then there, yeah, it's all. I get it. 
as I saw for the show here. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So kind of, kind of closing up here a little bit. Um, do you, what, what, what do you see for your future? Do you want to get more into, yeah, like the, the, not the acting side, the maybe even directing side, dare I say, writing, directing, things like that. Oh yeah. No, you, you dare say it. I, yeah, I, nice. uh, we love to see acting that. Directing. That's where I'm. Oh yeah. That's where I'm going. That's what I'm chasing. That's what I'm creating. Awesome. I, awesome. so right before once upon a time, mm-hmm. I love it. You're like in closing, and I'm like, go, right, go for it. I, I'm, I'm in no rush. I, I don't want you missing your meal, but I, <laughs> I, I have no oh, rush. <laughs> my boyfriend's taking dog out for pee, so we've got probably another ten. Sweet, sweet. Pee slowly, dog. Um, <laughs> right, the year before Once Upon a Time, before shooting Once Upon a Time, I had started to get into directing. I directed a couple of commercials. I had applied for um, AFI, DWW, which is like directing workshop for women. And I had got in and I was really excited. And the kind of the timing of me getting into AFI and Quentin calling and being like, would you be interested in, you know, would you consider coordinating once upon time kind of all happened. Oh, okay. And it was sort of, well, it was like, nothing but those two things would have either ever caused the other one to come into question. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I would have never considered leaving film school for anything else other than Quentin, gotcha. like throwing in the mix, coordinating a movie about stunt people. And right. his, like, the, the whole thing was just like, how do you say no to that? But I would have never considered saying no to Quentin for anything less than directing school either. So it was a kind wow. of like, wow, like, you know, um, and I spoke to all kinds of people and I, I, it was anguishing for me. It was like, cause I'm a loyalty f- fan too. Like I can't help yeah. it once I'm, once I'm engaged, I'm kind of, it takes a lot for me to step out of something that I've committed to, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But so the directing thing was sort of already in the mix. One of the things that Quentin had said to me was cause he could feel me being pained and I felt bad. I was like, I just want to say fuck yes. Cause of course I want to say fuck yes. And, and I don't want to insult you by by being um, hesitant or or uncertain about making that decision. And he just like I mean, obviously he's a director himself, and he gets the speak, and he wants those that he loves to to progress and blossom. So he was like, "Look, I don't want you to miss out on on the opportunity of film school." So but I want you to gaff my movie. So if you gaff my movie, uh, <laughs> I would like to sort of fund and produce the short film that you would have done. Oh, in no film. And yeah, I was oh, just like, cool. yeah, fuck yeah. pretty sure that's a, that's a no brainer. <laughs> yes. Like my friend has video of me on the phone call. Cause I was in such <laughs> angst saying yes to it. So it's sort of like, so then directing is a, it's something I'm really excited about. And it's one of those places where, and I was directing my first commercial, went through all the things that I guess normal humans, well, I don't know, but humans like myself go through that is like, am I worthy of being here? Am I qualified? Am I, you know, all of those sorts of things. Yeah. And I had a moment where I was walking to sit and I was like, fuck, I feel really sort of fulfilled and useful. I feel fulfilled okay. and I feel like I'm fulfilling a spot, like all the different areas in my career, the acting and the stunting and the coordinating and this and that, they all I feel like I'm using all of them. They're all serving me in this role in a way that I feel useful to the project. 
Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. What a feeling. Because there's nothing, you know, it's like being on someone else's set or going to someone else's dojo if you're not there to train or whatever. There's that weird, like, unless I'm participating or have something to offer, then you feel a bit like I should just stand quietly in the corner and not annoy, not fuck with the system. Yeah. And and so that for me was like, I got a taste of the directing thing. Like, I feel like I can draw on everything in this role. That's so which awesome. I was really exciting to me. Yeah. So then once upon a time happened and then I had this 18 months of personal tragedy, like back to back personal tragedies that are like un- sort of yeah. unprecedented in, in my life that kind of put me into a tailspin until basically the end of last year. Tailspin and yeah. kind of a stall where everything just went, it just kind of froze everything work wise frozen time because it, it actually, to be honest, it became irrelevant compared to the personal stuff that was, in front of me. I see. Wow. Okay. So, so then coming out of that personal stuff, I'm like, all right, well, and a lot of it was kind of death related. So you come out of it, or I came out of that stuff like, yeah. all right, well, if I'm going to be alive. Yeah. And I know that death can happen like that and can, and that this whole life thing that we're doing can be rendered the sound. I don't mean to get deep and depressing, but like can be oh, rendered yeah. sort of irrelevant in a split second, there's something kind of depressing about that. There's also something quite liberating about it. Like, well, then who gives yeah. a fuck? Like, why not go for the thing that, that tickles yeah. you? Why not go for the person that you want to hang out with and ditch the person that you don't? Why not eat the meal that tastes good and then work out so you earned it instead of stressing about both of those? You know, that kind of approach, I'm kind of on the precipice of that maybe being my mantra which i would fucking yeah. love if i could I, honestly, bring i think because you, you have a lot of amazing things you even in this interview and, and other views of course but in this interview where you you, you said i mean it's very inspirational that's one of the big purposes of why go to entertain and inspire people during crazy craziness going on right now and right. i think that right there was if people take nothing else away do that i mean yeah even, you know that is a, a major thing i didn't know i was you know, I'm a big movie buff. I love, I love movies. I love, you know, I love watching you, know, you and your movies. And and I, I didn't know I was going to interview Zoe Bell one day. You know, it's 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 <laughs> yeah. just reach out and and assume it and and take it on. And, and I think a lot of amazing things are going to come out of this. You know, you turn lemons yeah. into lemonade, so to speak. <laughs> so no, to speak, totally. You know? And then, I mean, fuck, you can turn lemons in, into lemon meringue pie. You know what I mean? Like. It doesn't even yeah. have to be, I mean, and that's not to say that I feel like optimistic and everything's easy every day, but there's definitely kind of like a, like if the, if this is it and what I, do, and look, I'm not, not to get super low existential, but I have no idea if it's heaven or if you die and you're like a leaf on a tree and you fall to the ground and then you just disintegrate and that's fucking it. Like I don't, I still yeah. don't know. And I've been, those 18 months was my first time really being confronted with grief in in a real way. And I'm still completely perplexed by it. I don't have any answers, but yeah, but the questions themselves kind of open up a bit of freedom. Like, well, what is the point? Okay. I don't know what the point is, but if that question exists in myself, that kind of gives me a little bit of freedom to be like, well, if, if you don't know what the point is, then what's the point in not just going for the fun shit? And I don't mean just the just eating Great sugar. Point. I mean, yeah. 
what's 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 the harm in taking some of those emotionally scary risks if you don't really oh, know what the yeah. fucking point is anyway? Who cares? Fuck. Totally. Fuck yeah. I, I, if, yeah, I feel like probably suicidal people have similar similar thoughts, and I don't mean it like that, but you know what I mean? Like, because I yeah, was but, there for a minute too, where I was like, <laughs> shit. What is hey, if you, if you if you're a human, if you're a human being, yeah, you go through that at some point. Right. But yeah, it's just human. But yeah, I think um, man, it's just profound. Um, and, you know, you would definitely, I, you know, again, that's, I, th I think that's why people love working with you and repeat having mm -hmm. you on. And you're, you're an amazing person, amazing personality. And the, your outlook on life is super refreshing for everybody. And uh, you know, even all the love people sending in here, yeah. <laughs> even all the love people, uh, you know, there's people popping in here with comments and th certain Oh, yeah, I forgot, that. I forgot we were live. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we, well, we rant down here. Um, uh, uh, so I'm going to uh, finish up. We like to play games with people on the show. Okay. Uh, uh so we're going to, we're going to play a little game. Everybody gets nervous when I say that. Uh, <laughs> I know. it's not weird. It's not bad. Uh, I'm going to start, we're going to play a newer game with you. Okay. And this game is called Zoe Bell in the movies. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to fight. I'm going to get my, my game show host voice on here. Okay. Uh, all right. So what I'm gonna, <laughs> you're going to get three, uh, three and people can chime into a, but you're gonna get three uh, puzzle pieces here that will complete a uh, poster or picture of a movie that you were in. Okay, oh, and see, let's see. And the goal is to try to hit it on that first one. But uh, you got three ch chances. You ready? I have. To, I have to guess this. You are the 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 people can help out a little bit. Um, okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. First one. First puzzle piece. Kill Bill. Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay. <laughs> All right, next one. We're gonna get a little harder, okay? The yellow gives it away. Uh, I know. A little harder. Okay, and it's not just posters; it's pictures too. Okay, here we go. All right, so this is the first Dana. one at the top. Nailed it! Wow. It's an e-pad. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Real good. You're good. <laughs> You're great. See, it's not every so day bad. for three years. I looked at those knee <laughs> pads. Come on. <laughs> make this one. I got to make it harder next time. Um, uh -oh. All right, and then here's the next one. Dick Bruce. Got it. Yes. Got it. All right. And then, I, want, I want that picture. Yeah. Boom. Right. Yeah. The flight of that. Speaking of like taking all these other things and you know, I take a little, you know, being movie buff and getting into Photoshop and filmmaking, all them like, boom, uh, that's what helped make the show. So <laughs> yeah, totally. All right. I'm going to you back off duty and being like, I need a copy of that photo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the last one. This is the last one. Uh, hopefully this is a little more of a challenge. Jesus. Yeah, there we go. Okay, good. I don't even see what that is. Right? Second, second piece. Right. Is it right? No. No. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go third piece. Oh, yeah. I hate the late. That's six or duty. I love that the oh, third piece is like oh. my face. <laughs> I figured, yeah, we give it that the for sure one. Damn, I gotta make that that, that shit harder next time. <laughs> yeah, serious. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, it's uh, man, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I really appreciate you do taking the time to do this. Wait, I just saw. Sorry, I know we're trying to wrap it up. I just saw a comment yeah. on the bottom of my screen. Have those been happening the whole time? Like I've been. Uh, out yeah, of I've season? been. If you like, I could go scroll back on a couple here. Oh, I feel yeah. bad. I wasn't, I wasn't looking at those at all. 
I know we're, we're so engaged uh, in going over stuff, yeah. but yeah, there, there, there's just been a, like a lot of love. There's a lot of love uh, here. Also, when we're talking about, um, and I brought up some of the questions. We can't answer so many. Uh, yeah, you got a lot of people I love you, Zoe. What can I say? Uh, but there's also even people yeah, right here. Boom. We had a lot of uh, on you really promoting, doing the directing yeah. side of things. And uh, any, any projects I at all. Zoe, yeah. Sorry. Now I'm reading them all and now I'm not going to listen to you at all. <laughs> yeah. We'll just, I'll just leave these all up here for you. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but any that you work on, uh, you know, I, I follow you, I'll, I'll repost it or feel free to re reach out and I will repost it pumping on all social media we have. Uh, awesome. like I said, I've been doing, I've been doing this for about two months now. We've had a lot of amazing guests such as yourself on and it's growing, growing. So that my thing's a platform for everybody. So anything you have coming up there, I'll, I'll be, I'll be promoting anyways, but feel free to send something. I would, I'll totally bring it. Up and oh, it awesome. I've got all kinds there. of shit brewing. It's just all, you know, it's COVID early days. Everything's in developmental stages and we'll, it is. It's exciting. I'm 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 in a I'm I'm coming out of the 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 dark place that I was in, and I'm ex and I'm finally in a place where I'm like excited. Oh, there was a minute where I was like, "Fuck, real life responsibility yeah. work." I'm just not ready for any of that. And now I'm like, I could probably lose myself in some of that in a good way, and I can use it. You know, this is one of the joys of being in a creative. Oh, sure. sort of outlet is like if I can if I can take some of that shitty hard stuff and somehow either move other people or share it with other people and or just inform the stuff that I'm doing and have it more grounded and you know like yeah, yeah. Uh, oh for sure yeah so, yeah there's more, there's more love coming in here you know this uh, death proof uh, uh, was a, a fair movie hit it's it's just um you know, it's it's why we do what we do you know <laughs> kind of you know, right here a lot of people say it's like you know you're doing it. Uh, it helps people out and you're having a blast too. I think that's the other thing people see. You're, you're real genuine. There's no bullshit. Uh, that like, like that interview thing we we're talking about earlier is like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. And when they said, no, we want you to be you. It's like, Oh, okay. Cause oh, and then, yeah. yeah, I can do don't, that. <laughs> yeah, don't put like a square block in a circle hole. hole yeah. Sort of big, that kid's toy. I'm going to put this on for the screen for everybody. This is where people can yeah. uh, follow you. If there's anything on there, uh, that's not on there. Do you want people to go to go ahead and say that now if you can? Uh, no, I find her on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, all the social media here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, well, I would also like that image. If you could see me that image as well. <laughs> what, what was that? I would like that image as well. The one that's got all my social media and I'm like, Oh, look I, at that all compiled somewhere tidy. <laughs> like it <laughs> that helps right uh well <laughs> let me know yeah let me know i uh i you know that's fun for me so uh <laughs> well, i'm uh, glad to hear that <laughs> let's put up put it all together um again yeah uh thank you again for being on the show uh, uh i'm gonna end things off for peter just have, uh, like a afterward if you can and then uh other than that thank you everybody for watching and listening uh we'll be editing posting later as well and we'll be also putting on the podcast which you can find on itunes spotify and all the fun stuff uh everybody thank you zoe bell for being on the show thanks you guys i'm sorry i didn't pay you much attention i was so distracted by the interviewer <laughs> sorry my, my fault uh thank you <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you all enjoyed the show. For more great interviews and content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Legends and Master Show. 
Also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Be sure to go to our website, www.legendsandmastershow.com and join our email list for all upcoming shows, events, and articles. See you on the next one.